Welcome to West of the Midwest, a podcast where this brother and sister share our experiences in life and how we grow along the way. Join us as we dive into the mind-blowing differences between the Pacific Northwest and Midwest cultures, people, health, politics, and more. No topic is off limits here. So sit back and relax as we hit the road. Vroom, vroom. Hello. Hi. Happy week. Happy week. <laughs> That's my new saying. Not how's your day. Happy week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's been a week. It's been nonstop, actually, the last couple of weeks. Um, happy seventh episode. Woohoo! We're almost at the double digits. <laughs> <laughs> Going good. As of this recording, we had, um, I think it was over 60 plays. That's amazing. And that was just on our first couple of episodes. So, Yeah, I'm figuring out the social media aspect of everything, and I'm pretty excited. I mean, we have some great guests lined up coming up over the next little bit. So I think it's going to be really cool to see how we grow. Yeah, and I'm excited to visit Washington here pretty soon. Oh, yes. Get the good food. <laughs> Summertime in Washington is the best time. Summer and fall. Oh, yeah. For <laughs> sure. It's going to be fun. So what do we have going on in the world today? Well, as of this recording, um, let's see. One of the biggest things I've seen on my phone was... The Elon Zuck battle. Now, are we talking about the fight that Dana White through UFC has offered to host um, between the two of them? Or are we talking about threads and Twitter? I didn't know they were different. <laughs> just mm-hmm. from like being outside, not really part of social media all that much. Like just once in a while scrolling through my feed, which is typically LinkedIn right now. Mm-hmm. Um, from a professional aspect and I just it was funny watching just some of the memes come through and I don't understand any of it I'm like yeah connected looking at memes going yeah they've been fighting <laughs> like yeah and and not understanding like the implications with um, threads that was coming out at the time and the hype behind that um, just it was, it was kind of funny because I'm, of course, now I'm understanding more of the thread side, but I didn't know that anybody put up a fight uh, sponsorship or anything there. It does pose a few questions. So you have Elon who's upset because he feels like threads has copycatted Twitter and the way that Twitter is laid out. But if you really look at opportunity that companies have and businesses have to do these things it all started with myspace which really was pictures and a status update okay so why isn't why isn't youtube doing like a version of tiktok why isn't twitter doing something you know like even TikTok is doing. What is the problem with Instagram doing a threads and maybe a similar platform in the, the way that things are laid out? But who is to say who owns a style of communication? 
Like, where does that breach into like fair ownership? And does that impede on rights that we have for free speech? Yeah, I'm more concerned with the fact that most of these are publicly traded companies that continue to censor us. Mm -hmm. I don't really care how it looks. Censorship as a whole is, I believe, one of the biggest problems because it limits free speech. Even if you don't want to hear that speech, it's not free if it's censored. So, Well, and as of right now, Threads is saying they won't be doing any of that. I mean, more time to come. But what, in the first two hours of launching, and they launched on July 5th, they had over 2 million people sign up. I was one of them because for the business, it makes sense to be on the new cutting edge of social media, whether I love it or not, it's besides the point. And then I think now it's over 70 million people. Yeah. So I guess two hours from launch, you were part of that 2 million then? Mm-hmm. It was. So as of two days ago, so this this will be referenced, um, backdated a bit, but on 7-7-2023, they had 70 million plus users signed up. So, and I was one of those 70 million just because okay. it was easy enough to click through the, whatever the, Hey, bring your, bring your Insta over here kind of mm-hmm. feeling. Right. They, which, so that part was really nice. I didn't have to do any uploading or finding sure. profile pictures or anything else. So I'm essentially just matched to whatever was Insta, you know, cause I'm, I'm a lazy, uh, user i'm I'm not the power user i'm not i mean yeah for for business it makes sense but thank god i'm partnered with you and then you have then you have the the one that donald trump uh runs i forget the name of that and i actually signed up for it there's quite a bit of users but it is kind of very one-sided um the type of people that are on that one so uh, i'll have to look up what the name of that one is but what else do we have going on world news what's up I just read this morning that the Dutch prime minister has resigned. The king had to come back from a vacation to accept the resignation. That poor guy. <laughs> they, uh, the people are so upset because um, they could not come to a consensus on the immigration. There, mm-hmm. That there's so many immigrants that there literally isn't enough housing for them. And unfortunately, that being the case, there's a lot of homeless homelessness that they're just unacceptable. They're just not accepting it as a population. They're saying, this isn't okay. These people need a place to live. It's not about, we don't care. It's, it's that we do care. And yeah. we want to have housing for all of the people that are in our country. And the, the, actual, the farmers are actually um, taking a huge stance um, with some of their farming practices um, and laws surrounding um, farming that has actually t- um, set the stage for the um, the farmer group to actually take over the government, essentially, or a large portion of it, and take power in that as they um, just revolt against the craziness. I look forward to seeing how that plays out for the people. Oh, yeah. I mean, a lot of that is also going on in France. I mean, mm-hmm. Europe seems to be, a lot of Europe seems to be, up and if arms. it's not on fire right now, it's going to be on fire eventually. 
Yeah, I think for the most part, a lot of the police have some of the rioting under control, except for like the extreme rioting and looting. Some of that's bigger government. Some of that was a shooting of a 17-year-old boy that a police officer did that um, video shows should never have been done. Uh, The mom of the son has pleaded with the community to not riot for that purpose, um, but to find different ways to come together. And we have China. We touched on that a bit this morning. What's going on with China? Oh, well, they continue to prepare for war. I know that. There's an article here. Chinese president, how do you say his name? Xi Jinping. Uh, We'll we'll have to to look that up. President Xi calls for military to focus on war preparedness, which is interesting because we continue to handle them with kid gloves as the U.S. is concerned. Oh, white gloves, for sure. Just just hands off like oh no we we don't want to cause any issues well the issue's already there like i don't know how you're gonna cause it to be any worse than it is i mean china continues to push boundaries and continues to push out i mean that's that's a big concern right because you've Mm -hmm. got china russia cuba although that's not really well russia has has fighter jets flying over and across into drone territory that U.S. has. The one thing we didn't have when we had Trump for president, Vladimir Putin said, you know, of course I don't like him, but I respect him because he stands his ground. Never has Putin said that about a president we've had. Really? Yeah. <laughs> you know, and he he wasn't. He wasn't willing to to bow down to a dictator like that. So it's, it's interesting to see how the U S at least from the perspective of what we're allowed to see as people, how things are handled with China. Well, I'm sure he's pretty stoked that Biden's in control right now. Oh, get away with whatever sure. he wants. I mean, if the biggest problem we're seeing, uh, on our mainstream news is a cocaine bag found in the white house, and then they're first saying, <laughs> yeah, so so the White House got evacuated uh, because there was an unknown substance. Turns out it was a cocaine. Then they said, well, we don't know whose it is or who, who got it in here. Everybody went up in arms saying there's a rigid process for signing in and out of the White House. So it had to be somebody <laughs> close to the main administration. Okay, so once that got a little bit crazy, the next thing that happened was, oh, they don't want to put it on Biden or his son. So they say, well, it was close to the situation room where the vice president sits. No, 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 no. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so, oh, my gosh. So it's, it'll be interesting look, to see. Look over here. Look yes. over there. Don't look at the real problems. Jeez. Well, and it's just like <laughs> what we have going on with the mosquitoes. It is the, what was it, 70 million or 200 million? I'd have to look this up. However many mosquitoes got let out in Texas and Florida. Bill Gates had, we talked about this before, Bill Gates had released mosquitoes um, that he had bred to not carry disease. So they're supposed to continue breeding so that eventually no disease is being carried. Well, we already know in Africa that wasn't working. People in Florida and Texas have got malaria. 
okay, so BioNTech now has an anti-malaria vaccination. Guess who invested $50 million in 2019? The Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. Mm-hmm. Which, yeah, none of that surprises me. I mean, we, as the people, have realized that we are under attack from pretty much every billionaire that wants to continue to control and, and the population. And the population control goes directly against our Constitution. Oh, I mean, for the sure. The Constitution is, is the other way. It's actually about, you know, putting the power into the people's hand. Um, I've actually done a lot of reading up on um, case law regarding our Bill of Rights and our Constitution. Mm-hmm. And a big, big part of it is that if you don't know your rights and you don't stand up for them, you don't have them. Like, that's one of the precedents that I'm starting to see is essentially if you consider yourself a citizen of this country and you consider yourself um, someone who should have these rights, if you don't fully understand those rights and you don't fight for those rights yourself, you're never going to get them. I no watched one it. Will give, give you the night, the light of day in a courtroom. Sure. Unless you are the one standing up saying no. Well, and it doesn't me. matter your age. I just nope. recently watched a video. Uh, son was recording. Police officers came in. The dad had answered the door. Police officers were trying to enter. Um, no warrant. Unlawfully arresting and detaining. Uh, they were harassing the kid, stating things that were not law. And the... The, he told the dad not to say anything. He's like, stop talking. He's telling the police officers what the law is. And the police are like getting in his face. So his friend's on the phone, like trying to get a hold of the sergeant, calling a different, you know, 911. Um, and he's like, listen, I know what the law is. This is what the law states. And the police officer's like, you don't know shit, kid. And he's like, watch. So now there's like these law firms who have seen this and they're like, I will pay for this kid to go through school when he's ready. Like he knows what he's talking about and how that is great, but also so sad that you have this very young teenager. He looked maybe like 12 or 13, um, that has really educated himself to know the justice system so that when these things, because it's not really an if anymore, it's a, when these things happen, you can fight for, for your rights or your family or whatever. I mean, really the, I feel like the only saving grace people have these days is social media for it to get out there and become public because otherwise it stays very quiet. Well, even then what social media, because unfortunately I've seen the Chinese owned TikTok to be far less censoring for Americans than American grown social media companies. Well, because if China owns it, China, companies in China own it. What information are they able to get about the U.S.? All of it. Okay. So why would you want to censor it? Because then you get to see everything that's happening. Just like all the farmlands that are purchased by Chinese companies. We even have that here in Wisconsin. And you don't see any fires or those farms ever being destroyed. It's never one that is owned by a Chinese company. By a foreign company. So there's definitely a reason why it's less censored. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, the world changed a while back when our government just allowed 
foreign entities to come on our soil and start buying up land. I mean, that is the the big shift that nobody really looks to and goes, hey, that's a really big problem. Because we Africa grew up thinking, is a big one. Yeah, we grew up thinking it was, oh, no big deal. We're going to be fine. They're going to take care of us. Well, anybody who thinks that, you know, any large government's going to take care of them, regardless of what government that is, is fooling themselves. Mm-hmm. They just are, you know, our families need to take care of each other, ourselves and our communities. Like no one else is fighting for us. It's a, this is a family by family, community by community problem that has to be really handled on the ground in, in our small communities in order to make a difference. Because if we try to think about, you know, hey, how am I going to fix this huge problem? Well, you don't eat a cow in one day. You, you eat in bite-sized chunks over time, you know, and mm-hmm. it's something where I would love to get our listeners to um, reach out and give us ideas on what we can do as a group to, to, to really yeah. come up with a plan to love each other is what it is to be better neighbors, right? Because <laughs> we can make a difference on this global stage at, at our level where we're at. It's just coming together and making that happen. Mm-hmm. There's been talk about by 2030, the U.S. limiting meat consumption for individuals and family and requiring that there be almost like a punch ticket. Like once you've hit your meat for the year, that's it. You don't get any more. And they're trying to say that it's to cut down on you know, greenhouse gases and, you know, emissions and that sort of thing, but to combat climate change. When, when we have talked about this, that the lab grown chicken actually causes more damage to the climate than a farm. So this agenda that's being pushed out, even with like China and their alternate sun the U.S. is on board for finding ways to block sun rays. Um, but I think that goes back to depopulation. We absolutely need the sun. We need it for our farms. We need it for our health, our body, our cells, regeneration. Mm-hmm. So it'll be, it'll be interesting to follow this as it continues to go um, and grow down the line and, and see really how we're affected by this is we're going to be going into 2024. So that gives us six years. And if they're saying that's their goal now, what does that six years look like for us? Well, and at what point in history are we going to wake up and realize that anything they tell us is more secure for us or better for us? When has it ever been the case? Like what is giving up your freedom for security or health of the planet or any other agenda actually been better for the people? Well, one this thing, is a really good question. One thing I encourage people when you're doing your research, uh, and it is really hard to find a non-biased article, you need to look for keywords. So our sentences, one of those, when the white house comes out or a representative comes out and says, Biden has never publicly said, Biden has never publicly backed that word public can make that sentence true for them. 
because maybe he didn't publicly say it, but somebody from the administration during these conferences or meetings had the conversation. It just wasn't meant to be public. Oh, really? So these are things you really have to look at because it goes, oh, well, he never publicly said that, so it never happened. No, no. It just means you weren't meant to know or it wasn't put in a public platform. It's circulating in different areas because it got found out. Right. Through social media. (laughs) Whistleblowers, whoever. So I think that's important to note for people who are doing their own homework. And even for us, as we learn and grow, trying to find what's true and where are the nuggets of information in between the BS. Right. So well, I think not getting discouraged, I think is a really big part of that. Um, Cause I think it's really easy to get discouraged. It is when people look at these things because they, they tend to stack on top of each other in their mind. And they're thinking, well, it's just too much, right? Like, what am I going to be able to do about all of this? Well, I think there's certain people in the world that are put on this earth to really battle certain things. Mm -hmm. I don't think any one person is put on this earth to battle everything. I think we forget that. I think that's why we have community realize they have the community and they have their passion and they have their skill set. Let's work together as a group to deploy those skill sets in a way that doesn't cause burnout to fight the battles that we need to fight, right? That we support each other in, in our passions so that through that passion, we continue to um, find joy in that fight, right? Because we can find joy anywhere. And it's just finding something that's worth fighting for. Like my wife and I, we we are really fighting to stay focused on getting wells drilled for kids that don't have water. Like, that's one single thing that if we can focus on that and build 10 to 20 to 30 wells, I feel like we did more than no wells, right? And that's a, that's yes. a measure of success. Like, mm-hmm. And, I'm and, not and I think that's it. People freeze. Everyone. Yeah. You, so you, some people freeze up because they feel like, what can I do? Well, if you, if you focus on, like you said, one thing you can do and that becomes productive and you're not measuring that against all the things you feel like you haven't accomplished or able to finish, one well is better than zero wells. Three wells, better than zero wells. So that's, that's <laughs> a huge success for the people receiving that because you're in a place that you can do that where those people physically and financially cannot so that's where community globally is important as it is in within your bubble right so i i do like that ending that portion on like yes there's a lot going on what are some things i can do tangibly to work towards success for my family and for my community. Right. Yep. I like that. I like it a lot. So Titus was recently in Washington. And it's interesting to hear from a 16-year-old how things have changed in his eyes now that he's been in the Midwest for almost two years. And the first couple of times he had gone back, he was very disinterested in anything involving Washington. I think still people were wildly overwhelmed and stressed out 
since COVID with everything that had been going on, um, there was really no kind of gradually coming off of that train of chaos. And also it's summertime, so vitamin D and less cloud coverage, I think, helps. But he said that he noticed that people are a little bit more kind. They're uh, a little bit more generous with their smiles and uh, the way that they communicate, which I do think is a seasonal thing. I also think that people are realizing how important community is there more than ever. And so before he would have never said that about Washington state. And, and now he's saying, I I do notice a little bit of changes and maybe it's also his, he's changed since moving here. He's more approachable. So people tend to be drawn to that. So I think it's twofold. Well, and sometimes if we smile, other people are smiling. So if he's Mm -hmm. smiling and they're like reciprocating back, but it's also summer there. Mm-hmm. People are much happier there. It is summer. night and day difference from oh, summer yeah. to any other season. July, August, people are stoked to be alive. Yes. It's yeah. it's energy, energy, energy. <laughs> They're getting all the sun they ever dreamed of. Yep. Mm-hmm. So that's that's nice to hear him say that instead of it always be a dread to go there. I mean, yeah. it's important for him to go to see his friends and family, but for him to have a little bit different of an experience and not such a negative feeling towards the state as a whole, I think is encouraging. And that shows a lot of growth with him and, and some people from Washington. Right. Yeah, that makes sense. So it'll be interesting when we go back, how we feel about it. I'm, I'm looking forward to it this time. Honestly, Um, it was tough to look forward to it last time. Just, I mean, looking forward to seeing mom, obviously, before she passed. Yeah. Um, but then it's just really heavy, right? Where now I'm like, oh, I'm going to go back and really try to enjoy it. Yeah, I kind of feel similar. I don't have that, like, chest tightness kind of dread mm-hmm. into going or the anxiety. Even when we went around Christmas time, we went knowing that that was our last Christmas with her. We just knew, you know, we had that feeling from the Lord or intuition, whatever you want to call it. Um, I'm glad that we did that, but it was hard knowing that. And so now we get to go back and we're going back to our hometown, our home state. We get to go through some of mom's stuff. We'll spend a lot of time with Leah. So we have some sibling time. It, um, I think it's going to be really good. Well, and it is what we make it right. Like, Mm -hmm. That's another thing, too, with the older I get, the the wisdom that I'm starting to learn from my kids, which is just they they emulate so much of who we are as parents, where I have one kid who teaches me, hey, a bad attitude is a choice. And another kid who's like, hey, my good attitude is my choice. And I get to see both of those happen, sometimes in the same day, sometimes in the same hour. Yeah. And then I'm like, okay, I'm, yeah, it's going to be a busy month and yeah, it's going to be a little crazy, but I'm going to choose for this to be a good month. Like Mm -hmm. that's my choice. And regardless of, of what animosity um, comes from whatever day to day, I'm just going to enjoy it because that's my choice. Why not? Why why live in the, in the negative (laughs) if you have a choice not to? Yeah. I think it's going to be 
amazing. Well, I think we're going at a good time too. It would have been mom and dad, mom and Jeff's 38th wedding anniversary. So that's a big deal for, for them through a lot of things that they went through to know that they got to that point and to just celebrate her and in a way we couldn't during the chaos. We're going to be able to go through some stuff. That'll bring up some memories. We're going to eat a really good food that's not Wisconsin. <laughs> <laughs> and it's going to be sunny. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, I'm looking forward to it. We um we had our friends over yesterday. We were doing our D&D. Mhm. And our oldest son learning how to become a DM and just overall it, it was a good experience and he had a tough time kind of working through some of the craziness that us adults were bringing up in the sure. game where we like to role play and we like to yeah. be crazy and sometimes we get off on a tangent and kind of talk about other things and but we just want to have fun right and he's learning that there's times where yeah you you've got to tote the line but there's also times like it's hey it's it's all about people having fun yeah in this experience, so it's fun to watch him because he does want to be a good DM. He sure. Cares. He just, he he doesn't really know where that balance is because he's like, you guys are walking into a trap. Well, we don't necessarily know that. You've got to like, you know, tell us the story. Give us a, a little bit of background. He's so, that was really an interesting uh, experience to have with him yesterday. Well, that's awesome. He to went be able from to... like, a great experience to himself having a terrible experience. Yeah. And we're just like, we should take a break. <laughs> you know, let's, let's chill out. Like, well, that's awesome. Uh, you get to have those memories. Yeah, yeah. Hanging out with the kids this summer has been really good. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, we, um, Josh has found a new passion and love for paddleboarding. His, oh, no. <laughs> his first time on a paddleboard was last week and he took some big falls and then. He just, he's somebody who's just talented no matter what. Everything he does, he becomes excellent at. He just has this spirit of excellence about him that it doesn't take long. So his mom just had, as a gift, ordered one. So he's super excited. Um, now we have our own because uh, we have been borrowing a friend's. Mm -hmm. So that's something to really look forward to. And he said the same thing, like, this will be great. Something like me and Titus and you can do some more family stuff and you just have to grow and adapt as the kids get older. Like what are things you can include them in that they're not just coming because like, Oh, I have to do this, but they can engage in it's outdoors. You're working all your senses. You're getting your vitamin D You're on water, which is important. Like I think it's fun to see how we both get to now do these new things with our kids. Now that they're getting older brains 15, right? 14. 14. And he'll be 15 this next year. Mm -hmm. And um, just to see how their brain works, you know, how they problem solve, how they sort through things. And then when they get excited about stuff, the stuff that like get, you know, ticks for them and gets them going is, it's pretty cool. So was his first time the same day I was the first time on my yep. paddleboard experience? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I get on the paddleboard. And then I fly off, obviously. I we're will be posting some it. videos. We're surrounded by what, like 50 boats? 
<laughs> the closest 15 boats are cheering me on. Oh, yes. It was. And they're like legit, like, you can do it. And it was like really encouraging to yes. get every, like all these strangers like cheering. Well, I got up on it and they're like, okay, you got to go because going is better than like stationary. Stationary mm-hmm. is harder to stay up. So I started to go. It didn't matter how far I went. I felt like they broke the boat. I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> but how awesome, because this is something your daughter is great at. And you oh, were hesitant to want to do it. And and she is out just zooming around. And so to look when I look back at the photos, and I'll post a couple of these, her looking at you just trying, like the biggest smile on her face, like that's a core memory for her now. Like one seeing that her parent is trying something he really didn't seem that interested in or was nervous about whatever it was. You're setting that example that I'm I'm willing to say yes, yes to life, yes to adventure. And now she has that moment with you. Yeah. That's awesome. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, watching Josh get up there and do it and i was like well now i have to do it (laughs) there goes all my excuses he was so proud of himself just going slowly (laughs) circling around the boat (laughs) (laughs) well and he's doing good and it looked like he was enjoying it i enjoyed the process of learning and the experience Mm -hmm. i just don't enjoy paddle boarding and thankfully i know that now because but you love kayaking Oh, kayaking, yeah. That's my heart and soul right there. Mm-hmm. My jam. I love to just cruise around the river on a kayak all day. It's... So Josh and Shelby can paddleboard and we'll bring out the kayaks. Nice. Yeah. I think that's a great double date. <laughs> well, on the rivers here, certain stretches, they're just glass lakes pretty much mm-hmm. with flowing waters. It's it's definitely the right environment for it. I, I think the rivers are better here because the lakes get so inundated with algae here. So I've noticed that it is up north. We don't have that issue here. Okay. Not not one lake around us and we have six pretty big ones. We don't have that problem. Well, make sure they don't bring, you know, the algae boats into your lake because it'll yeah, move. There's pretty strict rules here. Um I'd say three of these lakes, maybe four, are just not open lunch. You have to have permissions or somebody has to live on the lake, which I think keeps some of that healthy. Oh, yeah, for sure. So that's pretty awesome. There's no open boat launches. Right. Well, and we're responsible boat owners. We rinse our boat after a launch. And when we get back to the house, you know, we definitely um, rinse it let it dry out, everything dies off before mm-hmm. we go on to the next one. But not everybody does that. And some of these launches are set up really well to where they have um, like a pressure washer there. Oh, yeah. People can clean their boats, which is, that's wonderful. That will save the environment for mm-hmm. sure. Better, better than expecting people to go home and do it with, you know, tools they don't own or yeah, uh, time they just don't have, you know, to spend on that or don't take the time. Um, but the, yeah, the community here around boating, I, so I joined a boating group on, uh, Facebook. The Winnebago not, one? Not, yeah, not thinking anything of it. Mm-hmm. Just thought, oh, I, you know, there's gotta be other boat owners here and maybe it'd be nice to kind of learn a little bit more about sure. the lakes and stuff. Well, I jumped on and they're, they have three different chats on there now that are really active. People are consistent, but somebody on there tried to, um, tried to scam me. They were fishing. And I got on, 
I was like, I'll give them exactly as much information as I'm comfortable with. And past that, they started asking for more. I was like, yeah, that's not happening. Mm-hmm. Yep, not going to happen. Nope, not not doing it. And then they sent me um, videos on, um, oh, are you skeptical? And then they'd send me videos trying to make me feel bad. And I'm like, I don't feel bad. I actually want to fish you back. <laughs> like, did you report them to the admin? I I did. The admin got a hold of me a couple of days later and thanked me and banned them and, and let everybody know, hey, this this person's not legit. So I'm I'm glad the admins are active yeah. on there too as well. But the community around here just it's such a great community to to be involved in on the, the boating side. Cause they all are like as they're out there, they're taking pictures of what the lake looks like, which areas are better, you know, which areas have better water, which better quality mm-hmm. of water or you know where is it too windy um and it's that's the part i i really appreciate about wisconsin is i feel like most of the people on these groups are pretty genuine and they want each other to have a good time yeah. have a safe time enjoy their family time um it's it's been a really great experience that's awesome do you think that this winter you will do some ice fishing I don't know, because if the winter is mild again, nobody's doing ice fishing. They were pretty bummed this year that there was really no places. Unless you went way up north near Canada, you you weren't going to find a lake that was frozen. Yeah, we only had like four or five days that you could really do it safely. Which the year before that was all winter. So I'm hoping that it is colder so that we can do We don't go ice fishing. We're at least going to find a good place for us to take the kids going ice skating. Mm-hmm. Shelby, it, her dream is to skate on a lake, regardless of what everyone says about it. It's not that great. She's like, I don't care. I'm going to say I skated on a lake. So Josh did. <laughs> he bought skates. And it was awesome to watch. He fell a few times. But like I said, that dude just gets right back up. And he's like, nope, I want to skate on a lake. I'm going to do it. It be nice to just be able to teach yourself whatever the heck you want and just be good at it. Because Josh and Shelby have this blessing, which I did not receive, and I take 10,000 hours on something to get great at it. <laughs> but I think that also builds into character because where they are great at things they try initially – you're doing the research and the background and the knowledge. And I think it kind of ingrains a little bit deeper, but that's also why they have the ability to just float around to different passions and things that excite them because it comes a little bit easier to them. Mm-hmm. So they can try a lot of different things, which is great. And that's what makes us all different and unique. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we can't be the only ones, right? There's gotta be all different kinds of people out there that have that ability and people that don't. Mm-hmm. I mean, I would identify more with the people that don't. If I if I love something, I'm going to spend a lot of time doing it. I'm going to get really great at it because I love it. Sure. But I'm not going to go and jump to 500 different things and expect myself to, one, love them, and two, stick around long enough to actually be good at it. Like, yeah. And, But I, I think from my own personal perspective, I like that more about myself mm-hmm. because I can stick to things. And what I find um, with Shelby is, like, she could stick to something. She just doesn't want to. She's like, yeah, she's, but tried she's it. great at it, she's done, it's gone, and never happening again. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a bummer, because I'm like, when she was baking, she baked the best cookies, 
the best brownies, the best cakes. When she was making soaps, she made the best soaps, the best sugar scrubs, the I best know. body butters. You know, it's like, but then eventually it she loses her passion for it and it's gone. It leaves my life. I think and it's because it's overdone. Stop. Like pe- people like her and I get so excited about these new passions that we dive 100% all in, all consuming. And then it becomes more than a enjoyable hobby. Now it's a job. And then once you get burnt out from that, it's it's not really that fun anymore. <laughs> Which is why yeah, if it was my job to be on a kayak, I would probably no longer enjoy it. So <laughs> I will not be taking a tour guide kayaking job anytime soon. <laughs> well, I'm excited for us to go out. I think it's going to be great. Oh, yeah. It's going to be really fun. Oh, so speaking of neighbors in Wisconsin, we had our friends come over yesterday and they invited one of their friends over to take a look at our boat because our boat's having um, some fuel issues. Mm-hmm. So he shows up within five minutes. He's like, yep, it's exactly what you thought it was. It was the carburetor. And he's like, see here and here and here. These seals are leaking. And he's like, five minutes later, he had that thing off. And he's like, oh, I'm just going to take this to my house and work on it. And we're like, um, okay, can we have an estimate? He's like, oh, I'm not going to charge you that much. Just give me some beers. And I was like, what? And he's like, yeah, I'm your neighbor. And he points... And if there weren't trees in between our houses, we could literally see his house. Oh, that's awesome. House. And we're like, you live right there? He's like, yeah. I'm like, what? I Thank love you. the community you guys have built. <laughs> that is awesome. Well, and the community has built itself. We just feel like we're a part of it. Like, yeah. It's growing around us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's so awesome. I love this. Yeah. So how was um, 4th of July, by the way? The forest was a blast. Um, it started out pretty slow in the morning, but not for us. Because leading up to this point, we had had a birthday party leading up to this. So two mm-hmm. days prior, birthday, then get ready for the 4th of July, and then go out on the boat and hang out with family and party all day, and then immediately come back the next day and have a 4th of July party. So we pretty much partied all weekend. It was a busy weekend. It was fun, though. It was amazing. By the end of the fireworks, we were done. We were like, okay, time for the Midwest. Goodbye. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I, you know, Josh and I had to leave early. um, And talking to your wife later, she was like, it's a good thing you did because you wouldn't have done well with all the smoke. There was a lot of smoke here from the fireworks. And so I'm glad about that. But it was a really awesome, fun weekend to just do stuff with family, hang out, got to meet some of your guys' friends, be out on the lake, uh, you know, you were smoking me. It was just what I think we kind of always talked about how we imagined our lives could be. When we were growing up, we knew some of the things we enjoyed about the get-togethers at Grandma's house. Um, And then we knew a lot of what we didn't want. So to be able to cultivate that life and culture for ourselves now as parents and adults I think is awesome yeah I agree it's not just knowing what you want but knowing what you don't want Mm -hmm. and then taking those and combining those as a family and saying we're gonna do this yeah and sometimes it is it's exhausting in all the best ways yeah because you're not gonna regret in 10 years that you were tired from a weekend filled with memories. No, you're right. 
We went to our first uh, baseball game in Wisconsin. Okay. On Friday. How'd you love it? It was the Timber Rattlers game. It was super fun. We, so we, it was a bobblehead game. Mm-hmm. So we wanted to get the bobblehead. So we went a little bit early. And the, the fan support there was amazing. There was out in the parking lot. The parking lots are literally set up to tailgate. Yep. Which is amazing. We get out, people are barbecuing, sitting around, having a good time, all these little parties going on. You could walk around, talk to anybody. Everyone was willing to talk to you and hang out. Mm-hmm. So we ended up getting the kids ready to go in early so we can get the bobbleheads. Well, we just went in, grabbed the bobbleheads, walked right back out, got our stamps, went and had dinner, hung out, counted the few things we were going to do next time. So next time, and here's what I would suggest for anyone going to these games. Bug spray. Oh, yeah. Key ingredient. Bring yourself a barbecue. You need like sure. a little portable one. Yeah. Yep. And uh, baseball stuff. So gloves. Yes, yeah, so you can and, like throw. Yeah. Play catch. Because there's a place outside where we can play catch. So those are the three things we didn't bring. We brought, um, we brought food, which you can't bring in, but that's fine because that's why you tailgate. Had a couple drinks, went in, had a great time. We actually got uh, grass seats. Mm-hmm. So we were sitting out on the grass. That's the awesome. Bunch of balls came our way. A bunch of teenagers fighting each other to get home. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the kids had a blast, ran around for hours, having fun. We had some friends there yeah. as well. So we got to hang out with some friends and just just had a great time at the ball game like things i remembered as a kid just loving that's we, awesome we got to have that with our kids so and that they, they lost the the timber Rattlers lost so of course my kids were rooting uh for the other team because you know they're teenagers mm-hmm. and they push buttons which is fun <laughs> but the, after, at the end they, they had fireworks at the end which was a super cool firework display which the kids really loved and then all the little kids on 12 and under got to run the bases oh that's awesome so at the end yeah they opened up the field for the kids to all run the bases so wow. super cool <laughs> i like that yeah, josh and i've been to a brewers two brewers games now and a milkman game and i Go will brewers. yeah i will say the baseball <laughs> environment here is pretty awesome and it's the same thing we said like you always got to bring a little grill you know, even if you have sandwiches or something, it's just that it's just so much more fun when you have that set up and you take the time. And again, it comes back to like family, you're building these memories. And I said to him when we were at one of the games, do you wish that this was an opportunity when Titus was younger? Because it's not as safe in Seattle. The The culture is a little bit different when it comes to doing that. And, and people do bring their kids, but I feel like here it is a standard for family where I don't think it would have been enjoyable as much to try and do that at home. It's not like when we were kids and we talked about that when the Mariners were going on, it's just so different now. Well, in Seattle, it's very commercialized. Yeah. So even if you wanted to go down and have a good time, it's going to cost you four times as much to do it. Absolutely. So the event itself can be more stressful for the provider because it's it could be just outside of what they're able to afford mm-hmm. and they push anyways to get it and sacrifice other ways but then that just takes away from some of the joy where here they're like 
hey, we don't care if you can't afford it. Here are $10 grass seats. Oh, yeah. And just come and barbecue in the parking lot and drink. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. We walked up to this stand on the way in. It was a, it was a Margaritaville night. It was a... A Jimmy Buffett, you know, parrot oh, cool. head yeah. night, right? So hula skirts and, mm-hmm. and coconut bra type that vibes to it. Well, we're walking by this uh, group who's a club and they do um, volunteer work. Mm-hmm. And we come up to there and they're like, hey, you know, how's it going? We're like, really good. My wife's a parrot head. She grew up listening to Jimmy Buffett. So we really connected. They gave the kids free food. And then we they walked us over to the bar. They're like, here, we have a bar. Order a drink. And we're like, order a drink? They're like, yeah. I'm like, all right, how much? And they're like, no, no, how much? Here's a drink. And they literally mixed us up drinks and just handed them out. Oh, and I I'm love going, that. never have happened in Washington. No, and it would have been $19 for a drink. Right, yeah. And the experience where people are just there to be together. It's so amazing. That's awesome. So you guys yeah. planning on going to some more games? I don't know when, but I'm certain we will. We've got a lot of plans lined up for the summer, and the summer's pretty much booked. Like, if someone's like, hey, can we do something? Yeah, let's go uh, ice skating, you know? <laughs> and that's very different than from Seattle. I never, I can never remember, other than work, our calendar in the summer being so booked and being excited about it. Yeah. Because it was, we couldn't afford to do anything. It was so expensive to do everything there. Also, the people just are different. You know, you hear, you're like, yes, I love the community. There, I was like, I just got to figure out how I'm going to pay my bills. And I need to stay at home and figure out how to recharge. Yeah. Consistently try to recharge with no energy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So well, if- and here, I think they they as a community as a whole the people have decided we want things accessible to people without a lot of money we want the accessibility for people to enjoy and have joy in their life regardless of the money yeah. you know because they want to have a community that's built around that and they've done a really great job of that that's exciting i'm 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 loving this so much i do think that I want to find ways that we can interact with our listeners that are in other states that maybe these things aren't as accessible or the culture and environment is not this way, how we can educate and help those people as a community come together and make these decisions instead of waiting for the cities to do it. Right. Yeah. I mean, this definitely needs to expand and grow. It's not like, hey, come here and do this. It's like, hey, how can we get this to yeah. happen near you? Let's bring this to your local community. Yeah, you know? I think that's incredible, and I think it can be done. <laughs> oh, it can, absolutely. <laughs> with, with the right amount of effort, with the right people, it, it would just happen organically and be just amazing. People are going to look at and it'll stand out, too. They'd be like, what? That's weird. What are you doing? Yeah. You know, Because it's not normal there. We're yeah. here because it is normal. It's people are like, what do you mean? This is what we do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. We'll have to talk about that a little bit further. Cause I think that would be really cool to find ways to do that in other places. Or if other states and communities have this naturally, 
what they think of how it can be done in other places that right. don't have it. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I would love to hear from our listeners. I'm excited to start seeing some of their social uh, feedback, you mm-hmm. know, and how they found us and what they want us to talk about, you know, cause we're going to keep this loose format until we can really solidify kind of what our, our people want. Well, and like we said, I, no topic is off limits. Yeah. So it can get kind of crazy. I can, but I think that's what makes it so important because I feel like so many people don't trust that there is a place that they can have a conversation without being an expert. And so you don't say anything because you don't want to be canceled or you don't want to aggravate or upset people. But how else are we supposed to learn without having conversations? And it's not a negative to have to come back and say, yeah, so I had some information wrong and here is newly what I have found out. That's how we grow. Right. So I think that will be really awesome for for not just our listeners, but people we have on the podcast. And um, even as we go out in our day-to-day and engage in conversations, just knowing that we're all human and we're all growing. We're just thirsty. Well, certain, there's something that's going to come up that we've said that they're like, hey, this is wrong. Like, okay, point it out. Tell me it's if it is wrong and then provide those facts and and back up what you're telling yeah. me because it is hard to find actual reality in all the the information. We have so much information out there. I would much rather um, have people engage. Say, hey, this was this was inaccurate. This you know this this small snippet. It's actually this way. And I'm gonna I'm gonna relish the experience of actually learning the truth um, versus just what my perspective is on that. Well, and I think that. It, that's what should be bleeding into relationships. I was just looking back on one of my Facebook memories, a good friend of ours who had passed away a couple of years, and I had posted a little bit about him as a person. And I had, in my reflection, looked back on a conversation we had where I was thanking him. We were talking about politics. I was getting all worked up about something and emotional about something. And he literally took a step back and said, let's take a breath. We're seeing this from two different viewpoints, but just take a second and listen to what I have to say before you assume the negative. And I didn't even realize at the time I had been doing that. And he really taught me that it's okay to have difference of opinions when it comes to politics. It's okay to have difference of opinions when it comes to local government and the situations that are going on and that it's not me against the person in front of me. We're supposed to be on the same team and it's okay to have different beliefs. And so I think that's something we should aim for in our everyday relationships because we are in a place where people are just canceled and immediately cut off if you don't believe the same thing. Which doesn't have to be the reality. We can change that reality yeah so i'm i'm excited to see where where this goes as people are growing and learning that especially since covid we we do wildly have different viewpoints but we can still grow together as a community and i think that's what can make us stronger oh absolutely
Well, and the diversity is exciting to see. We, I've seen people from India listening to our podcast. That's awesome. Shout out to India. There's some people in Europe. Yeah. You know, it's, this is great. It would I be great it. to talk to some internationals and see how they feel about what they see going on in the U.S. Oh, yeah. Uh, versus other parts of the world. Well, yeah, and get that alternative perspective and then maybe even enlighten them on certain aspects because we are here mm-hmm. experiencing a small portion of the country and our experiences elsewhere and yeah just really grow together well i'm excited about that well, let's put that on the calendar to reach out to some people in some of these other countries so do you want to close us out with a like a quote or some sort of advice or like a snippet of information we all need to hear i think kind of what you started with at the beginning when we started talking um about how easy it is to feel discouraged, but being able to focus on one thing, whether that's a mindset you want to have for that day, choosing to choose joy, or knowing that we're not alone in feeling overwhelmed, and we're also not alone in being able to be productive. That's, that's the choice. You get to choose that. And reaching out to people, that's a big one. I reach out to your wife all the time, like, I'm feeling overwhelmed today. And she goes, okay, is this something you want to talk about and engage in? Or should we talk about something that is going on that's great? And switch the mindset. Nice. That's a a great friend that can ask you, what do you need right now? Not what do you want? Because want is emotional. Need (laughs) is logical. Yeah. So I think just leaning into what you need versus you what you want is going to be really productive for your week that's some great wisdom thanks it was all you brother well it's good to join you today yes excited for for the next couple weeks and uh, see where this goes all right well we'll see you later everyone all right love you love you bye Hope you enjoyed the ride. Glad we didn't crash. If you have any feedback or ideas for future episodes, we'd love to hear from you on our social media. Please leave us a review on Spotify or wherever you podcast. 